0: I'm having the same dream again, the same horrible dream, night after night, the one that has me murdering my wife and son underneath the glow of a streetlight, which doesn't make much sense. We don't live in town anymore, haven't gone near one in close to a year, and it's not because we don't want to, it's it's because we can't. Racing home after an unexpectedly short day at the office, one that quickly morphed from regular to life-threatening after most of the office was killed off by a group of clowns wielding chainsaws, only to watch as the rest of our town fell into madness and then see your friend and neighbor beating his wife and then start eating her face off through their living room window. That was all it took to make me rush inside my own home and have everyone pack their things. Of course, they, they didn't understand why I was so insistent. My wife, Shauna, had just gotten promoted to editor at her newspaper and was confused at the sudden decision to leave everything behind. But, uh, despite that, she didn't stop me from doing what I knew was going to be best for us. Like the loyal and devoted woman that she is, that she's always been. She just slapped Andrew, my... our... eight-year-old son, on his ass and roared for him to go and pack only what he needed for a long trip away from home. After that, it was easy to make her come around... I only dragged her to our kitchen window and pointed out across the street towards our neighbor's house as I breathlessly blurted out every detail about my morning. Nick, a 40-something Caucasian man who I'd gotten close to over a mutual love of golf and American football, had left his $600,000 house and was dragging half of his wife's body across his cobblestone driveway. He was laughing as he did it, too, just laughing like a maniac helen his meek wife of 33 had somehow been cut in half and her intestines painted a wavy mess of red lines all over the driveway as nick's dragging became more deliberate and as we watched transfixed at the unbelievable sight across the street i began to realize that he wasn't simply dragging her anymore He was... He was writing. A message, one that I'll never forget for as long as I've got left to live. In faded red strokes of blood, written lengthwise across his normally gorgeous-looking driveway, was one sentence. I fucked the babysitter. With a period at the end. And I guess we were staring too hard or had been standing there for too long because for whatever reason, Nick looked up from his crude masterpiece with his hands on his hips and his chest puffed out proudly and gave us a colossal grin. The kind that you might imagine the boogeyman to have. The kind that was made up of a mouth missing multiple teeth. A mouth that was filling with carmine red blood and was lopsided because of a clearly broken jaw the kind that made you cover your own mouth in disgust. And then, out of the corner of my eye, I watched as Nick's neighbor, an older blonde woman named Martha who worked for the local news team, crashed absolutely naked through the front windows of her own house with her screeching Yorkshire terrier in a fierce headlock. I could hear my wife's jaw practically hit our polished kitchen floor as... Martha yelled for her dog to swim with the fishes, bitch, before she opened her mouth as widely as she could and viciously bit down on the poor creature's snout before punching its struggling body relentlessly. Shauna, as awestruck as I was, said one simple sentence in response to the horror that we were witnessing. Oh, hell no. And then she pulled me away from the window and yelled for Andrew to hurry the fuck up. Hurry the fuck up, Andrew! It was extremely fortunate that we'd put together a long-term survival kit, which was fit inside four four four-foot oak wood travel trunks and could be layered inside of our Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, a chrome 4 by 4 van that could house us for as long as we needed in the event of a natural disaster that destroyed our home. Shauna's a survival junkie, and maybe rightly so, since we were living in Coconut Creek, Florida at the time, a spot that was blessed with the likelihood of becoming real familiar with any of its passing seasonal hurricanes. She made sure that we had one made long before that unforgettable afternoon. So with those precious trunks in the rear of our van, along with all of our other hastily packed luggage and toiletries, we roared it up and opened our garage ready to leave and ready to wait for the rest of the world to tell us that it was okay for us to hang up our adventurer's caps one day and bring it back home. Because I knew that they were sick somehow, Nick and Martha. I've seen the movies. Dawn of the Dead, 28 days later they were they were sick with something that no one would be able to cure, much less diagnose. They were both tax-paying citizens with sound bodies and minds, and there was no way that they just flipped their lids and started butchering their wives or mauling their dogs because they were inspired after watching something like Silence of the Lambs. Whatever it was that ailed Nick and Martha, it was deadly serious and I wasn't going to sit around and let whatever it was get a grasp on my family. But even with all of that being said, I... I never dreamed that we'd never see our home again. The coast was clear in my rearview mirror as I backed out of the garage, and Shauna was already scouring the internet on her phone, trying to get as many details as possible on whatever else could have been happening throughout the rest of the state. There's a report airing on the news now, she told me as her eyes stayed glued to her phone. She adjusted one of the blaring earpieces that jutted out of her ears and frowned. It's telling everyone to stay inside, wherever they are. Baby, there, there are Nicks and Marthas all over the country. People are killing each other all over. The footage is unreal daddy? Andrew asked from behind us. He was clutching a footlong plushie of his favorite action hero, General Universe, a Buzz Lightyear look-alike with a more chiseled chin, fearless smile, and bulging, inhuman muscles that could put Schwarzeneggers to shame. Why is Mr. Grusso standing in the garage? Shauna and I instantly shut our mouths and focused as we frantically swiveled around in our seats, trying to find where the madman was before something terrible happened. Where is he, son? I asked, before turning over my left shoulder and peeking into my blind spot. He was standing there, Nick. In all of his twisted glory, still clutching onto the then nearly hollow husk of his wife's torso as it dripped blood all over the floor of our garage. He had his hands sunk into the muscles of her neck, squeezing so hard that his forearm trembled from the strain and waved at me with that same disturbing smile. Helen's neck was bruised so badly that it looked like a makeup artist had taken a few hours to coat it with all kinds of black, blue, and dark red paints. And her face. Watching Nick rip her nose off through their living room window didn't do his carnage justice. He'd done a number on her. Entire patches of skin had been torn off of her noseless face, and her lips were excruciatingly puffy and cut from multiple deep bite marks. Shauna gasped as she feasted her eyes on the lifeless body of her friend, and told Andrew to look away as she reached back and comfortingly grabbed onto his arm. I fucked the babysitter! Nick yelled as I dropped my foot onto the gas pedal and sent our van careening out past our neatly cut front yard and out into the street. I fucked the babysitter and she was thirteen! I heard him yell again at the top of his lungs as he lowered his scratched up head and threw himself into a mad sprint directly at us which caused shauna to scream at me to get the fuck out of there before he slammed himself into the van and i did accelerating so quickly that it made the tires spin and smoke to appear all around us just as nick hurled himself at us through the air he cackled to himself as he did all the while still clutching onto the mangled half of Helen's body, and barely missed our rear bumper as we sped off down the street. Shauna began to sob to herself before Andrew told her that her grip on his arm was hurting him, and and Nick, he, he threw what remained of his wife onto the street and then started stomping on her head. I watched her skull shatter after a few savage stomps and then lowered my eyes away from my rearview mirror to focus on the road as we left our old lives behind forever.